The following has been prepared solely for informational purposes, and it is not an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security. The information presented today is the opinion of the firm and is not intended as investment advice and should not be used as such. Welcome to Biblically Based Wealth Management with your host, Kevin Bruce. On this show, Kevin combines academic, behavioral, and biblical financial principles to separate the wheat from the chaff in investing and retirement planning. Now, here's your host, Kevin Bruce. So imagine you're taking a road trip, driving across the country to a location that you've never been before, but it's really important that you get there on time. Let's say you've been driving for three, four, maybe five hours, And since you've never been there before, you need a point of reference, some way of telling if you're on the right course and if you're on schedule and will make it on time. So what are you going to use to make sure that you're on track? You could look at your speedometer and the speedometer will tell you your current rate of speed. And I guess that's about it. It won't tell you where you're at, how far you have to go still and what your expected arrival time is, or even if you're traveling in the right direction. Actually, The only thing the speedometer is going to do for you is just tell you your current rate of speed. But then again, even that information without any context doesn't really tell you much, right? The speedometer may tell you that you're driving 50 miles per hour or maybe 90, but is that good or bad? How fast do you need to go to get to where you're going on time? I mean, sure, 90 miles per hour is definitely faster, however... 90 is definitely more dangerous than 50 miles per hour. So what if we're driving 90 miles per hour, but we only need to average 45 miles per hour to get to where we're going on time? You know, are we needlessly risking our lives? And not only is the speedometer limited in the amount of information that it provides, but we can't really take the information that it does give us and extrapolate that out into the future because we don't even know what's around the next corner. So it'd be foolish to just assume that we can continue at the current rate of speed indefinitely. So beyond the speedometer, another option would be to use your GPS, your global positioning system. Now the GPS uses satellites to locate where you're at right now and where you're going. And then it can provide you directions and an estimated time of arrival based on various calculations. And what it does, it's going to take into account your current speed and location, but also posted speed limits. It'll look at current traffic conditions and it'll base that upon other drivers and their phones in between you and your destination to calculate real-time movement and the speed of traffic. It also will look into historical traffic patterns depending on the time of day you're driving through a given area. And once it runs these calculations, it can compute the quickest route for you to get from point A to point B. But it doesn't just do this. It also gives you an approximate time of arrival based on the current conditions that you're up against. It'll provide you turn-by-turn instructions how to get there so you don't get lost. And even if uh, you take a, a wrong turn somehow, it'll give you alternate routes to get back on track or to still get you to your destination. It'll even tell you where the nearest gas station, food, or coffee location is on your route and how much time it would add to your trip if you were decided to visit one of these locations. So I'm not even going to ask the question. Clearly, I think we would all choose GPS. It provides a complete picture of where we're at now, where we're going, and how to account for any unexpected changes. So the difference between using your speedometer 
or your GPS and navigating across country is like having a portfolio or having a plan for retirement. Many people have a portfolio. And when I say portfolio, what I mean is a collection of stocks, bonds, mutual funds that they've collected over time. Money, you know, they've, they've set aside with the purpose of saving, growing for long term, you know, ultimately to be used in retirement. However, utilizing a portfolio by itself is as useless as using a speedometer to navigate. The only thing a portfolio can tell you is its rate of growth or speed, if you will. You can look at your quarterly statements and see that your account is, you know, maybe it's up 5%, maybe it's down 5%, whatever it may be. How do you know if that number is good or bad? How do you know if that number is sufficient for you to obtain your goals, to reach your destination on time? The problem is, just like a speedometer, without context for your investment performance, you can't make any conclusions about it. If you have a 6% return, is that good or bad? How much do you need? What return is necessary to obtain your goals? Of course, higher always seems better, but what are you risking to achieve that higher number? What is it worth? Are you taking too much risk? What if something significant outside of your portfolio changes in your life? You get a promotion, you get laid off, you get fired, you have a health issue arise, an unexpected death, a birth, a marriage. How does that affect your portfolio? Well, it doesn't, but it certainly may impact what your retirement will look like. How do you address items like this if all you have to measure is your portfolio performance. What happens is when you don't know what is necessary to retire to the life you want, you're left using inappropriate means to measure your success, typically an index, a benchmark, or your feelings. And an index is an inappropriate way to judge your ability to fund your retirement because an index is a non-diversified group of stocks with no time constraints, no liquidity needs, no taxes or transaction costs. You, on the other hand, are a human being You are subject to time constraints, liquidity needs, taxes, and transaction costs. So you're not comparing apples to apples. Moreover, even if you beat the index, that doesn't mean that you'll have the appropriate amount of money at the appropriate time to fund the retirement that you have in mind. On the other hand, many let their feelings make their investment decisions, saying, I'm a conservative investor, or I'm aggressive, or I have a moderate risk tolerance. Words like conservative or moderate can be used as descriptors of an investment's level of market risk, which means how much they move with the overall market, but they have nothing to do with the level of risk necessary for you to fund your retirement goals. Your feelings about risk are not a good indicator of how much risk you need to take to meet your goals. You may not like risk, many people don't, but before you just avoid it, you at least need to have an understanding of how much risk is actually necessary to meet your goals. Then that way, If you're still uncomfortable with the amount of risk necessary, you could modify your goals to fit within the level of risk instead of just follow your feelings down a path that doesn't obtain your goals. Okay, now that we've determined that looking at investment performance isn't a great way to judge our retirement progress, let's talk about GPS. Now, I travel quite a bit. I'm constantly driving long distances, and so I have GPS on almost 100% of the time. Even though oftentimes I know where I'm going, I like it on because it'll give me an alternate route if something happens down the road ahead of me. And also just gives me that reminder of when I should be arriving at my location. And the one thing I've noticed is that since it knows where I'm at, it knows where I'm going and it can calculate what's going on in between me and where I'm headed. If there is construction or a traffic jam of some sort, it will have already factored that in ahead of time. So when I'm looking at my ETA, that is 
already considering I'm going to sit there for 15 minutes in traffic uh, at a construction zone. So what happens is when I get there, I start freaking out, right? Because suddenly I'm at a standstill and no, nothing's happening. And I'm starting to think, oh no, I'm going to be late. You know, I'm already thinking about, do I need to call the client? What am I going to do? But as I look over at my GPS and I look at the estimated time, it doesn't change. And I'll sit there for two minutes. I sit there for four minutes. I'm sit there for 10 minutes. And I keep looking over and that ETA still doesn't change. It still says I'm going to get there at the initial time I thought I was. And then what I realize is that this has all been taken into account at on the onset of my calculation. It knew that this construction was there. It planned for it. And so I'm still on, I'm still on course. And a good financial plan will do the same thing for you. It continuously knows your location. It estimates thousands of data points between where you're at now and what you want the rest of your financial life to look like. And it can account for your income, your expenses, your taxes, pensions, social security. It can account for bear markets, bull markets. It can incorporate all these different scenarios and helps you determine the best route to take. And this plan doesn't help you just in the initial phase of setting things up. It helps you on an ongoing manner as decisions and things come up down the road, years down the road. You still have a plan. You still have your progress. You can check and see where am I at? What do I need to do? What's the wisest choice I can make right now to still reach my destination in the time frame that I've allotted. So let me stop right here and say, everybody needs a plan, not just an investment portfolio, but a well thought out plan, a plan that's designed around you, an honest assessment of where you're at and a realistic look at where you're going. Only then can you decide what is and isn't appropriate for the journey. Only then can you decide what is and isn't necessary for you to arrive at your destination on time. And it's not just me saying this, I believe it's biblical. Jesus said in Luke, 14, 20 through 30, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish. So I think if we want to be good stewards of what God has given us, we're required to formulate a plan to use his resources appropriately. With that said, whatever you do, please take the time, spend the money, sit down with a professional or do it yourself, but develop a plan, a plan to retire, a plan to save, a plan to give. Have a great week. God bless America.